Welcome to another episode of Frankly Speaking. I'm your host, Larry Frank, and I am so glad to have you here today. Uh, what should have been opening day in minor league baseball, that's correct. Minor league baseball was supposed to start today. Unfortunately, as we all know, that is not going to happen. And I remember when we moved to Bentonville about 60 days ago, Right down the road, maybe about five to ten minutes, we found out that the Double A affiliate of the Kansas City Royals, the Naturals, uh, play there. And unfortunately, we won't have that opportunity right now to go see them play. But we're really looking forward to uh, going to see them play in the near future. One of the big stories that we've been talking about all week has been the speculation that Major League Baseball, that's correct, Major League Baseball may start up again at the end of May. And a lot of things are coming down the pipeline. It's only in the preliminary stages, as you all know. But some of the interesting things, let's listen to this. We already knew that the players would all play in Arizona. There's 10 different fields in Arizona, including the Arizona Diamondbacks regular stadium over there. They wanted all the teams to come in there. And they were going to include their wives and kids and basically have a self-quarantine there where the players and the families are all in one central location and they would all get tested before they played. They would have tests that could possibly come back from what I'm understanding within 10 to 15 minutes with the results, which is amazing. And I was listening yesterday and some of the other things they were talking about, very interesting. A robot umpire at home plate. So there's not as many people con congregating. Uh, they would also have where the teams would not sit in the dugouts, but the teams would actually be sporadically sat in the stadium, in the stands. So they would be spread out in the stands so they would still be six feet away. Which some people will ask the question, well, Larry, why do they have to be six feet away if they're being tested and they're not contagious? Good question, but, you know, the experts, this is what they're deciding they want to do. And... Unfortunately, that's what you got to do if you want to see baseball being played again in tw at least 2020. So we can just keep hoping. You know, every day we're hearing something new. We're hearing, you know, the players are getting antsy. The players want to play. And, you know, we caught up, actually, um, Tampa Bay Rays and Nick Anderson, uh, the great pitcher who came over from Miami. This is what he had to say about the idea. You know, it's a, it's a lot of moving parts. It's a big, I think it's a big, I don't want to say project, but, um, you know, it's 
a lot of things to get together and line up, a lot of pieces to the puzzle. So I I have no idea if it, it if it'll work, if uh, if it won't, you know, it'd be it'd be interesting. Uh, I'll say that, you know, it'd be interesting. I don't know if I haven't been to Arizona in the summer, but for quite a while, but I, I heard it's pretty hot down there. Well, I, I don't know. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I know all of us want to play. Um, you know, we all want to get back to playing and, and out on the field in front of fans and, um, you know, and just give give somebody something to watch or, or, or whatever. And so we're kind of just sitting around, I think, and just – Hey, that's a tough thing too, because so much stuff has come out or speculation, or you, you know, it's like when that whoever whoever it was that leaked that, um, you know, got everybody a little not not players, but you know, just public uh, got everybody I think a little riled up. You know, it's like, well, is this going to happen? And some people get excited, some people don't. And um, you know, I know obviously everybody's trapped at home and would love to would love to watch some baseball on TV. So we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It'll be, I just know we want to play baseball, and uh, if it works out, it works out. And, you know, that was, by the way, Nick Anderson, the R- R- Tampa Bay Rays pitcher, and I want to thank MLB Network Radio on Sirius FM for allowing us the opportunity to use that video. And I think that's, the feeling of a lot of the players, you know, from a lot of what the players are saying, they want to get back. There's no doubt they want to get back. But the other half of the players are, we don't want to get back if it's not safe, which also makes sense. So right now, I think everybody's getting to the point where, you know, we all want to get back to normalcy as much as possible. And, you know, it's, it's really tough right now. Um, we'll be back right after this message. We're going to hear from Peter Gammons. Going to talk about a little bit of memories and what baseball has meant to him and some of the great memories he has of being in Fenway Park. We'll be back right after this message with our tip of the day from our good friend, Dickie V. The late, great Vince Lombardi, one of my favorite coaches of all time. Yes, he was so special. What he did with the Green Bay Packers was unbelievable winning those Super Bowls. But I love his quote about excellence. Excellence is what you're shooting for. You shoot for excellence by having the incredible dedication, the work ethic, and the pride and passion that separates you from the people you're competing with. Yes, having that pride, having that passion. You've heard me often talk about pride, P for perseverance, R for respect, respect all but fear none, I for making intelligent decisions in your personal life, having D for desire, and E for enthusiasm. That's what pride is all about. You have those qualities, you're going to be a success. As Ms. Lombardi says, have that drive, have that pursuit of excellence. That was the great Dickie V. Oh, I just love, and I hope you folks love hearing Dickie V every morning. Just a very inspirational guy. We talked a little bit right before the break that I was going to talk a little bit about Peter Gammons, and I'm going to tell you some interesting stories. Uh, You know, some of the memories I have about baseball, and then we're going to get to Peter Gammons, but 
Back in 1988, I had the opportunity to spend three months with the New York Yankees. One of the greatest times of my life. You know, I got, you know, obviously being around all the players. And I remember times I'm in the outfield. I'm with Ho Jose Cruz, who was on his, you know, pretty much the end of his career. And he had just an incredible, incredible spring. And he made the New York Yankees. He just went on a tear in spring training. I mean, you couldn't do anything but, you know, put the guy on your, you know, your 26-man roster in order to start the season. You know, I remember times I'm playing left field, Winfield's hitting the ball. I'm trying to rob home runs in left field. You know, some great, great, great moments. I remember my good buddy Jack Clark, you know. Jack had gotten hurt and, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm... Actually, he was running out a home run. He was in a home run trot, and I think he pulled a tendon in his thigh. Just a terrible injury, and I got to spend all spring with him, and just a great, great, great man. Um, I remember also being in the batting cages with Don Mattingly. Got a quick funny story before we get to Peter Gammons. We're inside the batting cages. We're at Fort Lauderdale Stadium, and... A lot of people don't know, but before the Yankees spring training site was in Tampa, it was actually on Commercial Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And back in 88, I'll never forget it. We're in the cage and I'm feeding baseballs through the pitching machine. And, you know, Don was asking me something why he swing, you know, why he was taking some batting swings. And all of a sudden I put my hand into the uh, pitching machine to feed the ball and it sliced right between my two fingers. It was incredible. You know, Mattingly comes over, makes sure I'm all right. We go into the uh, locker room and the great, great, great trainer of all time for the New York Yankees, Gene Monahan, is in there. And all of a sudden, he looks at my finger, him, Mattingly, and all of a sudden, Monahan comes back. You know, yells out to Jack Clark. Hey, Jack, come here. Remember the other day you were asking me what a tendon was? Well, look at his finger. You see that thing right there? That's a tendon. And, you know, we all just started laughing, but it was amazing. He puts this thing on my finger. You know, two minutes later, I'm fixed up. Puts this thing on. He closes it. It was such a clean cut, a clean slice that it did not even bleed. Didn't even bleed. And, you know, he tells him, and as soon as he puts it back up, Mattingly looks at Monahan and goes, is he all right? And Monahan goes, yep, he's all set. Mattingly looks me right in the eye and goes, okay, let's get back out in the batting cage. And, you know, that was one of a funny story when I was with the Yankees. The other thing is, Anybody, you ask any player back in the 80s when we were in Fort Lauderdale or any staff member or any coaches, staff members, employees, players, whatever, the greatest thing they'll remember, I don't care who it is, you ask them, what do you remember most about Fort Lauderdale and spring training down in Florida? And they'll tell you, it was the deli spread, baby. They had a mobile trailer right outside the stadium where we would eat lunch. And they'd had a deli spread that had more deli items 
on that I've ever seen in my life. It was the most incredible spread you've ever seen. And I look for, honestly, I look forward to that every day. Now, we're about to hear from the great uh, Peter Gammons, who actually in the 80s, when I, I, I had moved from New York and I had now lived in Boston, I used to go the MBTA train from Sharon, Massachusetts, took you right into Fenway Park, and I would watch a bunch, a bunch of games, you know, for, I got to see people like Carl Yastrzemski, Jim Rice, Dewey Evans, just to name a few, get to play baseball at Fenway Park. And I sat in all different seats, from the best seats behind home plate. You know, people don't remember. Good seats back then. I got a ticket stub, baby. $5. $5 to see a Red Sox game. I've sat in the bleachers before. I still remember that was versus the Angels. So I got to see them play. I got to see old-timers game. But the one guy that had probably seen more in Fenway Park than any of us has been Peter Gammons. You know, at that time, he was a writer for the Boston Globe, one of the greatest writers the Boston Globe has ever had. And now, obviously, he's on TV. Let's, let's pick his brain and find out what some of his best memories were at Fenway Park. The three greatest moments you've seen from these seats, what were they? Well, number one was undoubtedly 2004, Dave Roberts stealing second base. I mean, it's everybody in the park knew he was running. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts, safe. And actually, Posada made a great throw. But he gets it, and then Bill Miller gets the base hit, and then Poppy hits the home run in the 12th inning. Five. That was one of those moments. They're down 3 nothing. I mean, the, the three moments I'm going to mention are all times when it looked like it was over. And they came back. And it, Roger Angel always referred to New England as having Calvinistic clouds of self-doubt. There were moments that put the clouds out of the way. <laughs> right, right. All right, so the stolen base is number one. Yes. What would be number two, your second favorite moment that you've seen in these seasons? Game two against Detroit in the 2013 ALCS. If the Red Sox lose, they're going to Detroit down 2-0. They're not going to win. And... Max Scherzer comes out of the game, seven innings, two hits, one run. And the Tigers started a parade of pitchers from Veras to Smiley to Albuquerque. And all of a sudden, there's Poppy up with the bases one, five to one. He hits the grand slam. Torrey Hunter flips over, over the, the wall. Hunter on the move, racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Ortiz! Have the guard with his hands up, and the the moment was so dramatic, and I, mean, I really think that everybody knew they were going to end up winning because it felt that way. Watching the ninth, yeah. Jared Saltamaki is base hit off Rick Porcello. Think about that. They won the game, and then they they, they go into Detroit and 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 uh, uh, they beat Verlander one nothing and and come back here and win again. We're sure they're leaving the game. So Roberts gets the stolen base. That's number one. Poppy's home run where Torrey flips over the wall. That's number two. Your third favorite moment in these seats. What is it? The loudest night I can ever recall sitting here. And it was in the, the, the ALDS uh, Division Series against Oakland. They went out to Oakland, lost the first two games, played terribly. And the final score this afternoon, A's five, Boston one. It came back here. It was a very tense game, one-to-one. -one. There was an Eric Burns base-loading gaffe, which 
Uh, he didn't know stepped on Jason Vanacek and didn't score the run that would have won the game. But it gets to the 12th inning, it's one to one. Is are they just putting off death here? And Trot Nixon hits a, a two-run homer off Rich Harden that I think was the loudest I've ever heard in this ballpark. It's gone! And the Red Sox have stayed alive with a win in the 11th. They had been in the playoffs a few times, but, uh, you know, it's, it, they hadn't gone very far. And that moment just brought them back. Trot was an immensely popular player with the fans and with his teammates. And he was like, he had been here in bad years, and when he hit that ball of the center field bleachers off Harden, the place went absolutely nuts. They won on on, on Saturday, and then they went back to Oakland, and, and uh, Derek Lowe saved the game, and they got into, the, into one of the best playoff series I ever saw, 2003, ended by Aaron Boone. Place went nuts. When this place goes nuts, do you go nuts? Do you, are you, a, no, are I you just ever want, a fan? Oh, yeah. I'm a fan, but I'm a fan of baseball. I'm... I'm not really, and you know me well enough, I'm not really a fan of teams. I'm a fan of players. Yeah. I come to the ballpark to see players. And Trot Nixon was one of my favorite players of all time. And uh, it was so much fun. It was also, at the time, I lived 1.7 miles from here. So after games, I would walk home. And, I mean, one time after this, one of the games in 2013, a motorcycle police would have a hop on his motorcycle. He drove me home. <laughs> But, VIP Peter. But it, that night, walking home after Trot's home run, yeah. I swear that all the way across the pond up to my house in Brookline, it still sounded like the whole city was reverberating. It was Saturday night and uh, absolutely insane. And that was, I think that was, as I say, it was the loudest and, and great, greatest positive feeling that I ever remember in this park. That was Peter Gammons, the great, great sports writer and sports analyst for MLB Network, talking about his greatest moments in Fenway Park. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the interview that Tom Brady had with Howard Stern. We'll be back right after this message. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. I want to remind you all that if you have any sports topic, comments, uh, questions that you would like to ask us, you can go and send us a message right on this link. There's actually a voice message link. You just tap on it, leave your message, and we'll play it on our next podcast. Also, you can go to Frankly Speaking 528 at gmail.com. Love to get questions on emails from you. You can also go to our Twitter page. If you have a Twitter account, please follow us on Twitter. We put a lot of great information on there. Once again, that's at Larry Frankis. That's a U.S. at the end. And also, our Facebook page is getting huge. We are getting more and more and more followers. We had over a thousand hits the other day of one video that we did on our Facebook page. Just tremendous response. You go to Facebook, you go down to Frankly Speaking, you'll see a picture of a stadium there, a baseball stadium. You tap on it, and guess what? I'll accept you, and you'll be on the Frankly Speaking page. So a lot of different ways to get in touch with us. 
We are trying to get more and more interviews with people. A lot of people, great response to some of the interviews we did last week here on Frankly Speaking. A lot of the individuals that were trying to get on are very, very busy at this time. Obviously, their stations, their whether it's a radio station, a TV station, or they're doing podcasts, whatever they're doing, they're trying to find ways outside the box. A lot of them are doing, as I am right now, a lot of these podcasts from home. So it's getting a little difficult right now to find people to free up. But we're going to keep trying to get as many great, great guests as possible. If you missed our show yesterday... I recommend you go back. We had our top, the first top five picks of the NFL draft uh, yesterday. So we're not going to reveal those now, but we did reveal those yesterday. So if you have not heard yesterday's show, go back, listen to it. Uh, Just, we had a lot of fun doing it. Tom Brady. Oh, it seems like all we talk about is Tom Brady, the new quarterback, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, uh, you know, once again, today is no exception. He happened to be on the Howard Stern Show, and he actually did an unbelievable interview. If you never heard how, you know, a lot of people think of Howard Stern, you know, he, if you don't know him, I mean, I've known the guy for, gosh, I can't tell you how many years, all the way back to my days when I, shoot, when I was a kid in New York. Uh, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, the one thing I've never realized about Howard Stern is how great of an interviewer he is. What a terrific, terrific job. I mean, he got personal, asked a lot of questions, not just about football, but about uh, Tom's personal life with his marriage to Giselle, about racism and football. If, if, If you didn't get to hear that interview I highly recommend, you know, you get time. It's it's a lengthy interview. I think it's a couple of hours, uh, but just a great, great interview. And the, part of the interview, you know, that got me was they talk about him and Belichick. And Tom talks about how he knew when he played his last year, it was going to be his last year. And, you know, we talked about that. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time and you know he's a very humble man he will not say that he will not say he's better than Joe Montana if you listen to the interview but I'm gonna tell you he's the best of all time and the way New England treated him just was not right they never paid him the money they took him for granted that he wasn't going to leave, that he was going to be there forever, and that he was going to retire there. And then when the time came, Tom finally said, I've had enough. I need to prove myself. And I think the one great thing he talks about is that Belichick, the relationship between him and Bill, it was mutual. It's not that one couldn't win without the other. It's that they won together. Together they were a team. And I was very, very pleased with it. We're going to give you a little bit of a clip here from the interview with Howard Stern. I probably knew before the start of last season 
that it was my last year. And I and tried you, to, you know, I, I, well, I knew that, you know, it was just our time was, you know, it's, you know, our time was, was coming to an end. I never cared about legacy. I mean, I, I could give a about it. That's never, I never once when I was in high school said, man, I can't wait for my, what my football legacy looks like. I mean, that's a very, it's just not me. That's not my personality. So why would I choose a different place? It's because it was just time. I don't know what to say other than that. Like I had done everything. I accomplished everything I could in two decades with an incredible organization, incredible group of people. And that will never change. And no one can ever take that away from me. No one can ever take those experience or Super Bowl championships away from us. I can't do his job and he can't do mine. Right. So the fact that you could say, would I be successful without him, the same level of success? I don't believe I would have been, but I feel the same in, in, in vice versa as well. The, the, to have him allowed me to be the best I could be. So I'm grateful for that. And I very much believe that he feels the same way about me because we've expressed that to each other. But Tom, so, isn't there some the resentment people, on your but but Tom, isn't there some resentment people, on your part that he didn't make you a patriot for life? In other words. No, absolutely not. No, because this is a part for me in my life to experience something very different. And you know, there's things there's there's ways for me to grow and evolve in a different way that I haven't had the opportunity to do. That was Thanks for Tom watching Brady. ESPN on YouTube for live of the, now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he was talking to Howard Stern on his uh, radio show with a what an unbelievable interview! Like I just previously said, with Tom Brady and Howard Stern. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you that if you have any questions, concerns, topics, sports related that you would like us to discuss. On the air, any questions, all you need to go to is frankly speaking 528 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. We're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We'd love you to have us have you follow us on Twitter at Larry Frankis. Ends with the US. And also we have a Facebook page, frankly speaking. Type in Frankly Speaking, go down where you see the baseball stadium, and that's our Facebook page. So we would love to, love to have you join us on that. I want to remind you that if you did not see our NFL Top 5 Picks, go back to yesterday's podcast. You can see it on any of those pages I told you as well as seven different podcast websites, including Spotify and Google. I enjoyed having you today. We will have another edition tomorrow of Frankly Speaking. Everybody stay healthy and God bless.